Hi everyone, my name is Mare Verk and welcome to Life on the Farm. Hi everyone and welcome back to another week at Life on the Farm. I am so excited to be recording today's episode because we are going to travel back in time to three years ago in 2018 when I decided where I wanted to go for pharmacy school. Last week, I shared with you all some tips and tricks and how to go ahead and prepare for interview day, some guidance on what interview day may look like, as well as some of my favorite pieces of advice when it comes to navigating virtual interviews. But what I want to focus on today is what happens after you rock the interview. Let's say you did an amazing job, you absolutely killed it, and now you find yourself faced with a couple of decisions. And in the event that you don't, that's okay too. However things work out, they may not be what we see for ourselves at the beginning, but that doesn't mean it won't lead us somewhere great that we couldn't have even imagined in the first place. For me, I recognize how incredibly fortunate I was to get four offers. And so today I want to go ahead and share what went through my mind when trying to make a decision. For me, I thought it was going to be a very straightforward process. I thought I knew exactly where I saw myself and what I wanted. But as I started to further evaluate my options, I realized just how great and how unique each of these programs were and that I could see myself as a fit in each one of them for different reasons. And so I created a list of 10 different considerations I took so that I could evaluate all of my options with the same metrics. And so again, Just before we get any further into this, I personally believe it doesn't matter what pharmacy school you go to, but it's the effort and energy you put into all of the experiences and opportunities that are present and the ones that you set to seek out for yourself. Without further ado, let's talk about how I picked a pharmacy school. Alrighty, so this list is in no particular order. I literally sat down, opened up the notes app and started typing. So the first thing that came to my mind is location. And this is so funny to just to think about what headspace I was in then and compare it to where I'm at right now, seeing what parallels they are and what things matter to me more now versus what mattered to me more at the beginning of pharmacy school. So back to location, we hear about it when it comes to housing, location, location, location. And that's kind of the case when it came to pharmacy school. For me, I really wanted to be in a big city just because I wanted to get that experience at some point in my life. And I thought, why not let that be during pharmacy school slash grad school? So I had a couple of different options as far as big cities go, but San Francisco just happened to work out the best in regard to my personal life. For me, it's really close to my hometown in Northern California. At the same time, it's ridiculously close to where I went to undergrad. If you Google Maps from my fourth year apartment all the way to UCSF, it's only 13 miles. Granted, it does take 45 minutes because the traffic in San Francisco is insane. But I was able to stay really close to my network, which at the time was important for me, something that was underrated and I didn't realize how important it would be until I reflect on it right now was that the friends that I had from undergrad who graduated with me or were still going to school there continued to live in Berkeley or Oakland or even moved to San Francisco, which was fantastic because we got to stay a really active part of each other's lives. So my friends not only got to follow me throughout my journey in pharmacy school, but I also got to follow their journey throughout their profession and all of the things that they wanted to accomplish. 
And this was so fun because I'm one of those people who loves mixing friend groups. Like that's just one of those things about me. I absolutely look forward to it. I love having my friends from high school meet my friends from undergrad, having those two groups meet my friends from pharmacy school. And that's happened at one point. And honestly, it's amazing. I think it's such a testament as to how good of friends I am with each one of them, as well as how good of people they are and just being able to go with the flow and be so inclusive of new people and just have the best time no matter what. The other part of being in a big city that I was really drawn to is the hustle and bustle, the excitement. I love being able to meet new people from all over the world with different backgrounds, doing different things with their lives, being able to integrate public transport into my daily routine, try out new restaurants, places to eat and drink. I even tried out workout classes that turns out I really love those and really turned me on to exercise. And so while that's fallen off as of late, it's fine. We'll get back to it. It was definitely something that I loved having a part of my life when I was living in San Francisco. But something that I want to touch upon that I realized after having lived there and I have a much greater appreciation for as I move forward and realize is really important for me to continue to do as a resident and throughout my career is to serve underserved populations. Living in a big city really affords you the ability to immerse yourself in a diverse population and that population includes your patients. And so for me, every day that I went out, there were reminders of the fact that there are people who face food insecurities, who face housing insecurities, who have socioeconomic instability. And so as a provider, it's up to me to take those into consideration when coming up with my recommendations. It's not enough for me to know the right answer and know what medication treats a disease state, but I need to be thinking, can this patient store this medication? If this patient has diabetes, where are they going to keep their insulin if they're homeless? And so for me, I wanted to really make sure that that was internalized for myself and make sure that I never forget that taking care of people is holistic and it's not just about the medications that we learn about in school, but it's who they are as a human being. And so as I move forward, I realize I genuinely want to have an impact on those patient populations and be able to help them to the furthest extent possible, do the best that I can for them and really help to make this manageable. And so I really attribute a lot of my ability to handle those certain circumstances to being in San Francisco, getting to navigate some of these certain scenarios in my clinical experiences, and now be able to utilize that and translate that to other experiences that I'll have down the road. So just something to think about and something that I didn't realize how important and how valuable it was when I decided to be in San Francisco for my pharmacy school journey. So the next thing I want to go ahead and talk about is class size. So for me, I was coming out of a large undergraduate university campus. There are 35,000 people, I want to say, between the undergraduate and graduate divisions at Cal. So I was no stranger to being one of many. At the same time, when I think about my first two years there, all of my classrooms, all of the lectures were 200 to 400 people. So I was just definitely one face amongst the many. And while that can be really daunting for some, it can be scary and maybe a large drawback. For me, I think it was a really important learning experience and it pushed me to become really independent. I had to teach myself everything. And so at the end of the day, it pushed me really to make sure I knew the material, to be independent and manage my own time and to stay responsible for making sure I was meeting my major requirements, staying on top of my responsibilities and Basically, at the end of the day, no one was holding my hand or checking in on me, and I think it really pushed me to grow into a more independent learner and just as a person. At the end of my undergraduate career, in my major classes, I was able to see the benefit of smaller class sizes, 
as well as being able to make connections with professors. If you're applying to pharmacy school, you know how important it is to get that FaceTime and build a connection so you're able to get a letter of recommendation and someone can actually say some specific things about you and how well you would do. And so when I was going into pharmacy school, I was considering class sizes that range from as low as 50 to as high as 250. And I didn't really know which one I would prefer over the other. But I had two different trains of thoughts going into it. The first one is following the anonymity track, being one person amongst many and continuing to do what worked for me, really carving out my niche, putting my head down, getting things done, taking care of things. But I worried that in a large class size that I would have barriers to getting access for help, resources, mentorship, and just that one-on-one time that I feel like could be really invaluable. On the other hand, the other train of thought was that I'd want to be a part of a smaller cohort where I know everybody, everyone knows me, and there are fewer barriers to being able to get help from faculty, professors, as well as opportunities for mentorship or resources or whatnot. I think the reason that I was even considering these two is that in undergrad, it's really easy to get caught up in the idea that you're studying to pass an exam, whereas in pharmacy school, you're elevating to the next step, you're going to graduate school, and everything that you're learning is applicable to what you want to do for the rest of your life, and very much has an impact on the decisions you make for your patients. And so for me, I really wanted to make sure I was maximizing my opportunities, not only professionally and networking, but also in making sure that I was setting myself up for success in being able to utilize as many resources as I may need to be successful in building a strong clinical foundation. So at the end of the day, when I considered programs that were large, above 200 people, I thought it would be great to get to know a ton of different pharmacy students, create my own niche, but then I worried about barriers to access for help and resources. On the flip side, for the smaller ones that I considered that were less than 60 people, I thought, I lose that anonymity aspect. Everyone kind of knows exactly who you are. You don't really get that individual aspect to it, but there aren't as many barriers to help. And as you probably guessed, UCSF ended up being the Goldilocks of the whole situation, the middle of the road. And so there it's about 100 to 140 students. Our class was a little smaller just because we are the first cohort in the new curriculum. So we were 96 people. I think this was the perfect size. It allowed me the opportunity to meet a bunch of different pharmacy students. I actually made it a goal of mine to speak to every single person, like have a personal conversation with everyone by the end of P1 year, and it happened. And I think that's really great. I think it's important to build a network, not to mention you're all in this together. Like, why not get to know each other? It's a very high school musical moment for myself. But at the same time, I was able to find the people that I really vibe with and that I click with and ended up being my support system. And throughout my whole pharmacy school journey, and even to this day, as I'm on rotations, I have never had issues reaching out to professors, faculty, preceptors, anybody that it may be to get help or get access to resources. Everyone is very quick to respond, very open and willing to help. And I feel like I'm able to get the help that I need whenever I do need it but at the same time the curriculum and the schedule and the way that the program is run gives me the independence to do things in the way that I see best for myself. Next on the list we have grading systems so there's pass no pass versus the traditional GPA and for me I found pass no pass to be really appealing because it takes away some of that underlying pressure as someone coming out of an undergraduate experience where I was constantly shooting for A's or for a certain percentage or for a certain GPA, I found it really refreshing going into pharmacy school that I would be able to take some of that pressure off 
But at the same time, I think it's important to note that the threshold for passing is still very competitive. So I felt confident in knowing that if I was passing, I was getting the most out of my education. I truly was competent in the material and that it kind of just took off the competition that you could potentially feel with other classmates just because there is no ranking, there's no honors. I know some pass, no pass do honors, but UCSF being so new doesn't have it yet. And so for me, I think that allowed for greater collaboration. And I think it really allowed me to be able to focus on the material and the content and not have this underlying fear that I wouldn't be able to meet a certain letter or a certain percentage. Again, I've never had experience in a traditional GPA setting in pharmacy school, but I can imagine there are pros and cons to that as well. On one end, I could see those that are academically savvy and really excel in this area would have an opportunity to showcase just how well they're doing. But I could see at the same time across the board that this could be really stressful for everyone when it comes exam time. I think one of the things that I was concerned about and definitely came up throughout our pharmacy school journey is how would a pass no pass versus a GPA be weighted when it came to residency considerations. As I'm currently going through the process, I can't tell you exactly how it pans out, but it hasn't been a detriment to me yet. I think every institution has their own ideas and rubric and guidelines that they like to follow. I've only known of one program right now that doesn't accept students from pass no pass but for the most part everyone seems to be quite understanding that there are different grading styles out there and if it does make you feel any better UCSF and I know a ton of other non-traditional pharmacy schools include write-ups that pharmacy students can include in their applications that help to break down what exactly is covered in the curriculum and how it sizes up to a traditional GPA standard. So the next thing I want to go ahead and talk about is opportunities. And by that, I mean, particularly with internships, I knew that when I went into pharmacy school, I wanted the opportunity to work as an intern. And so if you didn't know, when you enter pharmacy school, you end up filling out paperwork and you end up applying to the board to become a pharmacy intern. And this allows you to complete your IPPEs, your APPE experiences. And so in being at this next level, I really wanted to take full advantage of what I could do. And so something I considered when I looked at all of my pharmacy school options was, were any of them affiliated with a medical center? If you take UCSF, for example, you can see on the map as well as on the school's brochure that the School of Pharmacy is physically attached to the hospital itself. The door we use to go to our classes is maybe 30 yards away from the main hospital entrance. And so that gives you some insight into kind of what opportunities are available. You know that the pharmacists and preceptors that work there are familiar with pharmacy students and have a good grasp on how to teach and to educate others. And at the very least, you can definitely seek out a shadowing opportunity. At the same time, like I mentioned earlier with location, something that's really important to consider is that if you're in a big city, there tend to be a lot of different healthcare affiliates in the area. Kaiser is one prime example, and that's where I ended up interning while I was in pharmacy school. There are other hospitals in the East Bay near Oakland and Berkeley. There's Marin Hospital on the other side of the Golden Gate Bridge. There's also the VA within San Francisco. And of course, in South Bay, San Jose, a ton of different healthcare institutions as well. And so just being mindful of that, if you know that one of your short-term goals is to hold an intern position while in pharmacy school, try to pick a program that's around all of these different opportunities to give yourself the best shot. For me, the benefit of an internship was that it not only allowed me to get further work experience, it was a paying position, so that's also very helpful while being in pharmacy school, but it also allowed me to really expand on my clinical knowledge, which is something that I really like to have that in conjunction with what I'm learning in the classroom 
because it helps things really stick for me. And I think two of the most important real world ideas that I'm able to grasp from working at the same time is I get a better understanding for workflow in a pharmacy system, as well as getting to interact with others. And I think this is super important because when you move throughout pharmacy, you are in so many different rotations, so many different experiences, different settings. And I think the more comfortable you get with different workflows and figuring out ways to function within different systems, the more adaptable you'll be in those other scenarios. For me, I had never worked in the ambulatory care setting before, but after doing my internship, I got a better idea of what all that entails. At the same time, I think you gain invaluable experience working on teams, working with people of different personalities, confronting conflict, navigating, multitasking. And so I think there are all of these different personal skills and soft skills that you're able to better develop. And I think that learning in the classroom is fantastic. I definitely would not have made it through pharmacy school, obviously, without all that there is to learn about medications in the classroom. But I think at the same time, I find invaluable benefit from being outside of the classroom, getting that real world experience and putting what I know to the test, as well as really going outside of my comfort zone and doing things I'm not familiar with so I can grow in different ways. All food for thought, if that's something you were considering or wondering why some people want to go into having internships or other people don't, again, it's totally up to you. I think one really popular internship option is continuing to work at the retail pharmacy where you do your first year community IPPEs. So just some food for thought. I think any experience is great experience. The more exposure, the better. You can never have enough experiences in pharmacy and everything that you do will really just help and strengthen who you are as a clinician throughout your journey. So the next thing I'm going to go ahead and talk about is curriculum structure. And I'm going to also put that hand in hand with the schedule of the program. So one of the big reasons I wanted to go to UCSF is I really like the way that their curriculum is laid out and it's in a block format. And so the way that that works is that every eight to 10 weeks, we have a different block that covers one entire organ system. And within that block, we cover all of the different subjects pertaining to that organ system. So let's say for cardiovascular and for all of the different blocks, in each one, we'll do the pharmacotherapy, the pharmacology, the therapeutics, and the physiology that pertains to those specific organ systems. That way, it's completely integrated. And I think that's how I think best, just having all of the information in front of me that pertains to one thing. It helps me internalize it better. It helps it stick better. At the same time, we had a foundations at the beginning of our pharmacy school journey, which really laid things out for us, gave us an introduction of pharmacy, which I thought was super helpful as well, just because everyone comes in with various knowledge. Also, you don't really know too much about actual drugs when you show up in pharmacy school, or I, at least I didn't. And I think at the same time, I also like the way that the blocks are structured in regard to all of the different pieces and parts. And so what I mean by that is we don't have any finals. Every two to three weeks, we have a summative that covers all of the different lecture topics from the previous summative up until this exam. And those can be a myriad of different things, like I mentioned, pharmacology, pharmacotherapy, therapeutics, physiology. We have skills every single week, and it's only for a couple of hours on one day, and then you normally do your IPI on the other day. P2 year, you get a whole day off during the week. I don't know if that'll continue to be the case, but that definitely opened things up. The attendance was mandatory for some parts. It was not mandatory for other parts, but I feel like in general at UCSF, I really had control over my schedule and I was able to make the most of my time in the classroom and at my internship, as well as taking care of things for myself personally. On top of that, we have our 
OSCEs or our patient interaction counseling sessions that take place at the end of every block. So I think that's really great just because it gives you the opportunity again to practice talking with a patient actor. Sometimes it's faculty, you get dressed up and you do the whole thing, very much a simulation of sorts. And then I think another thing that might be brought up with the block system that might be seen as a con is that you lack the ability to recall information after a certain period of time. So you don't really revisit that material throughout the other blocks. But something that UCSF does is at the end of every block, the faculty creates a comprehensive patient case that includes the different disease states that we've already covered. And that way we're recalling material while still reinforcing what we covered in that block. So at the end of our neuropsych block, we'll not only have a patient with depression, but this patient also has a history of an NSTEMI. So we're tying in these ideas from cardiovascular a year ago while also reinforcing what we just learned in neuropsych. So for me, it was a really great way to learn. I like the lecture series aspect of it so that every day you just had four to five lectures and I really liked the fact that it could be recorded and watched back because I'm very much one of those people who watches things at two times speed but pause it every like couple seconds so I can write everything down. That's just my method, and I found that it worked really well for me. So up next, we have clinical emphasis, and I think this might be UCSF specific. I didn't really get too big of a gauge on the other programs I was looking at as far as whether or not they were more community, outpatient, or inpatient-focused, ambulatory care whatever it may be, but I knew that UCSF was really acute care focused. And just a disclaimer, just because you go to UCSF does not mean you have to pursue a residency. It does not mean you have to become a clinical pharmacist, but I know that throughout their curriculum, they make an extra effort to ensure that if that's something you do want to do, you are equipped to handle that. And what I mean by that is the way that they present cases is the same way that I have found to be the most efficient way to work up cases when it comes to being in the direct patient care arena. Throughout my entire pharmacy school journey, I remember all of our anchor cases, so our introductory patient cases at the very beginning that lay out all of the information, is basically the exact format I follow now when I work up my patients on Epic and all of my different rotations. And so being familiar with that and seeing the types of information that they pull and they consider to be important and important monitoring parameters has really helped me when I went on to rotations to be able to do the same. So I think having a really strong clinical background throughout the didactic didactics was what helped me start off at a little bit higher point than had I not been in an institution that really pushed for acute care. Again, no one's going to outright be like, you have to go do acute care. So many people in pharmacy school at UCSF go into ambulatory care, go into industry. I feel like industry's popping these days. So it doesn't matter what your background is or where you want to go with it. I just think that the way that UCSF was laid out to help you succeed if you want to go into a residency route, I really benefited from it. And so it's something that I'm really glad that I paid attention to and knew was there just because when you go into rotations on the first day and they're just like workup patients, it's so overwhelming. But when you're able to recall what you saw in the past and remember the SOAP method and all of that, again, every pharmacy is school is going to teach you about the SOAP method. But I mean, just being able to approach a case the way that you've seen it done in class multiple, multiple times, it just becomes second nature at that point. And so I really value that UCSF had a big emphasis on pursuing a residency and going for clinical care just in the way that they presented information throughout our learning experiences. The next thing I want to bring up has to do with cost. And what I mean by cost is pharmacy school is expensive no matter where you go. It's the loans that you have on top of whatever you spent for undergrad. And so there's a consideration of private versus public. 
private is going to be more expensive than public. Also, if you go to four years of private versus three years of public, you're paying for an extra year there. Again, do the math for yourself just to see if anything's changed and whatnot. But I think it's important to point out that pharmacy school is a huge investment and something that you'll hear from pharmacists throughout your time in pharmacy school and beyond is just how important it is to start paying back your loans and that that's something that will stick with you for a while. And so something to consider when you're looking at schools is whether or not they're private or public, because you can definitely save a lot of money. Again, still expensive if you go to a public school, if you end up cutting out the private school options. Sometimes that might be where you want to go. It's your best option. It's what you want. Totally. Absolutely. But just for the sake of completeness, also keep in mind the fact that this is money that you eventually have to pay back. And so it may behoove you to take into consideration now that perhaps you could save a little bit by going to a public institution versus a private one. But again, to each their own, I'm not here to tell you what to do, but just to offer you some insight into potential differences that you may see out there between all the different programs you're looking at. The next one I want to bring up, if I had to prioritize, would probably be my number one consideration for pharmacy school programs if I had to pick out of the 10, and that's choosing between a three or a four year program. And I know there are other programs out there that are six or seven years. It's conjugated with your undergrad with pharmacy school and you get your PharmD at the end of it all. But for me, coming out of an undergrad with my bachelor's, I was looking at either attending a three or a four year university for my pharmacy school. And so I had two programs that were three years and two that were four years. But for me personally, I wanted to finish a year, quote unquote, early. And I know a lot of people have opinions about that. Some people don't think that that's a valid reason to do a three year. Some people think a three year is too fast. And those are all totally valid. But for me, I know exactly what I want. And so I knew I wanted to pursue a residency. I knew that I could keep up with the rigor of a three year program. I mean, I didn't know that per se, but I felt like I would push myself to do so. And looking back on it, it was 100% the best decision for myself. I feel like I was able to accomplish everything I needed to, as well as get a really good clinical foundation. I had fantastic experiences in my internship and just being able to continue to push through. Again, my personality is one of those people I thrive under pressure. I love having a lot to do. I look forward to challenging environments where I'm multitasking. And so really a three-year program was the best bet for me in general. It challenged me, it pushed me, and it allowed me to work at the top of my game. And it really kept me in the zone for these two years. And I think it really put me in the best position to be as successful as I've been in my clinical rotations. But again, it's totally personal preference. I think I would have been just fine at a four-year program as well. But given the choice, I definitely wanted to do a three-year program just so I could move on to those next stages of my life. And I think it's totally up to you. I know I keep saying that throughout this episode, but I can't stress enough that these are the things I considered. These are the outlooks I had on them, but they're not what everyone thinks. I mean, if I had to look back and say there's anything I wish I would have gotten out of four-year is that I could spend more time with my friends in school. But you know, outside of that, as far as me progressing in life and just moving on to where I want to be to get closer to where I want to end up, this was definitely the right move for myself. And I'm really glad that I took the leap and was part of the pioneers at UCSF, which basically just a nice way to say guinea pigs. And I had an amazing time. I know that there can be bumps on the road. But for me, coming out of a large undergrad, again, I was used to navigating things, being independent, kind of going with the flow and rolling with the punches. So any changes that kind of came in our way, I really wasn't phased by it and I didn't mind making adjustments or being adaptable. So it's all about personality and where you see yourself being the best fit. 
And so now we'll move on to the very last consideration that I took when I considered which pharmacy school I wanted to go to, and that's the vibes. And as cliche as that sounds, I think it's also really important to trust your gut. I think our head can tell us one thing, our heart can tell us another, but I think oftentimes we forget to listen to our gut, and that could be one of the biggest tellers as far as what's really right for us. I think that initial feeling you get when you think about a school or when you're considering the facts is speaking volumes as to how you really feel about the situation and what you know to be true about yourself. I think I'm very much one of those people who likes to consider the facts and what's in front of me, but something that's super underrated and something I definitely need to do a better job at is listening to my gut. I think I've gotten better with it during my clinical rotations and being like, you know the answer, like you got this. But I think when it comes to my personal life, I can do a much better job incorporating its feelings into my head and my heart's feelings. I know that sounds really wacky and really strange, but I think a lot of you know what I'm getting at. I think at the end of the day, you know what you're looking for. You know who you are. You know what vibe you got from your interview. Let that be a big factor. Let the interactions that you have speak volumes. Don't try to twist it into something you think you know about the program, but take everything at face value, whether that's good or bad. And I think you can take a lot away from your conversations with current students, with faculty administration, So really take advantage of those opportunities in your interviews to really get to know the people, find out about housing, what they like to do for fun in the area, what are some changes they want to see made to the program, what are things that they didn't know about the program beforehand, have questions ready and really take these opportunities to find out more because again, it's a big decision. This is the place you're going to be at for a couple of years, growing into a clinical pharmacist, eventually getting your PharmD, and you want to make sure it's a good experience for yourself. Again, Wherever you end up, I think it's up to each individual person the experience that they have. But if you really want the world's best experience, try to find a place that fits with what you believe, how you feel about pharmacy, and that matches your energy because it really is about the vibes. The vibes have to be immaculate or else it's just not going to work. My next consideration, and I think this should be taken with a grain of salt, although very important, is insight from colleagues. So I was a part of a pre-pharmacy club in undergrad, and I find them to be super valuable just because you meet so many people who are older than you and go through all of the different stages of life in pharmacy before you and can be awesome resources and not to mention really great friends and colleagues in the world of pharmacy, which is super small if I've never said it before. So for me, having been in that club, I got to meet so many upperclassmen who went off to go to pharmacy school throughout the country. And so anywhere that I applied, I reached out to them just to get a better idea of what the program is like. Very much what I've done for residencies, but in this case, I actually know people personally. I actually know people personally in residency too, which is awesome. Again, it serves you throughout your whole pharmacy journey. I can't express it enough. But I think it's really important that if you have a bunch of questions or you're trying to get an idea of what a place is really like or just get a better understanding of the structure of the program to be able to reach out to other people. And if you don't know somebody personally, go on Instagram and look up that pharmacy school. Nine times out of 10, there is a pharmacy student who's created a blog about their experiences going to a pharmacy school that you're most likely interested in. And I know that most people in the pharmacy world on Instagram are very open to sharing their experiences and talking about things. So if you're ever looking for extra insight or you want to get a better understanding 
beyond the presentations, beyond what the administration tells you about the program, I think it's really great just to be able to connect with somebody in the program, but at the same time, get a real understanding for what it's like to be there. Maybe there's some struggles they can point out or things that you may want to consider at other places. And so I think it can only benefit you in gathering as much information so you have as full a picture as possible when making your final decision. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap up today's episode. I know at no point I really formally announced that I ended up picking UCSF at the end, but ending up there was the best thing that's ever happened to me. I can't imagine what my life would be like without the people that I've met, the relationships I've built with mentors, and the learning opportunities I've had over the last couple of years. Even during my clinical rotation experiences, I have grown leaps and bounds from where I was just a couple of months ago, and every single day I feel like I've made significant progress. I absolutely love the program. I'm so glad that I took a leap of faith and participated in the three-year program, Pass No Pass. I feel like I have become an even more confident person and I am truly ready for whatever life has to throw at me in my next steps. And I can't wait to pursue this residency path and see what these interviews hold for me. And I feel like I'm really coming from a place of being well-equipped and ready to take on whatever is next. So that's how it worked out for me. I ended up in San Francisco and... I couldn't be happier and I know there are so many people at so many other pharmacy schools having just as an amazing time there and I think that's a testament to really making the most of the situations you're in and really just capitalizing in ways that you can find because as much as I love going to UCSF, you're going to hear other opinions from other people. And as much as people love going to other schools, you're always going to hear different opinions about them as well. So do your research, take everything with a grain of salt, and don't forget, your gut may know you the best out of all of your internal organs. <laughs> so with that, I will go ahead and leave you all, say thank you so much again for taking the time to listen to this podcast, to any of the other episodes. If you want to ever reach out to me, ever have any questions or just want to talk, you can follow the Instagram at Life on the Farm podcast. I try to post on there four to five times a week. At the same time, if you want to go ahead and follow on Spotify, rate on Apple Podcasts, it would mean the absolute world to me. But until next time, I hope you and your loved ones are staying safe and healthy. Very exciting. Just want to make note of this for future me and for future me's grandkids who ever listen to this. The inauguration is on Wednesday, so that's very exciting. But until I speak to y'all next time, be safe, be healthy, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.